good friend and the co-host of the Urban Therapist, Mr. Lewis Rhodes. How you doing today, Lou? What's up? What's up? Hey, man. Nothing <laughs> much. Wait, I'm okay. going to give myself. I, I was going to say, I'm going to give myself the clown horn. <laughs> See? Okay. Equal opportunity okay. employer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all don't know if y'all were here last week. Lou had our man sound like he came when he came on the show. He sounded like the gladiator going into the arena. The way he had all that stuff going on. When I came in, he had me sound like I was coming in on a unicycle. But anyway, still my friend, and he's still the producer of this show. Hey, look, we appreciate y'all being with us today. Oh, now we going to the Zen thing. Okay. Sure, of course. We appreciate you all being with us today. And hey, all this is cool for the topic, Lou, that we're doing today. Today, we're talking about doing good to feel good, doing good to feel good. You know, as, as a mental health provider, um, I've talked to a lot of people about dealing with their depression, their anxiety, dealing with stress, um, you know, and just, just feeling down uh, sometimes in general. And a lot of people, uh, because of the situation, they need to take medication in combination with counseling in order to work through some things. But there are some things that we can do that have the same effect as medication, exercise, and several other things that we need to do to make ourselves feel better. And that's actually doing good. And we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna to get into the real on how doing good physically and emotionally affects us. And, and listen, there have been studies done on this. So this is not just a, a fly by night thing. We can actually feel better by doing good on a regular basis. So with that being said, I want to start out today, Lou, with a, with a media clip that I found talking about a great program and some of the things that people are doing and how it affects them by participating in this program. It's the midday rush at Gather 55. This place is very important for the community. A restaurant in Hartford, Connecticut, where it's pay what you can for a quality meal. Those who can't are never turned away. Instead, they can opt to volunteer their time. It's run by Hands on Hartford, a nonprofit that focuses on housing, health, and food insecurity. State Representative Jeff Luxemburg is also the community engagement manager here. When we can bring people together, we're really, we're really solving a larger problem. Good morning. So who's got the problem? Gather 55 depends in part on outside volunteers like Linda Mason. The customers that come in here are just the most lovely people. Mason was a special education teacher for 33 years. Like so many others, she struggled with feelings of isolation during the pandemic. I was extremely lonely. I managed it. You know, I was aware of it. Hey, Mark. When she decided to retire, she knew she had to find something bigger than herself to be part of. What is the emotion that you feel coming here? When I come here, I feel purpose. When I leave here, I feel happiness. I'm walking lighter when I walk out of here, and my problems seem smaller. I've, I've helped. I've helped in a small way, and that's a really important human thing um, for all of us to be trying. 
The loss of human connection due to the pandemic has been felt far and wide. One survey found 36% of all Americans frequently felt lonely. For young people, 61% expressed those feelings. Good morning. And the cure could be as simple as helping others. Research shows volunteering can not only ease feelings of loneliness, but has a positive impact on mental health and physical health, reducing the risk of mortality and lowering feelings of depression. What do you think is the reason why volunteering can actually make you feel better? Volunteering is all about the, the, the connection with people and, and leaving the volunteer shift knowing that you made a difference. That's what's so incredible about it. One study found more than half of respondents were more likely to volunteer because of health benefits. In Springfield, Massachusetts, 41-year-old Atia Wilkins volunteers with AmeriCorps, mentoring kids in high school. When the pandemic hit, I was really isolated, shut off. She was a certified nursing assistant, but when her license expired during the pandemic, she became a stay-at-home mom and fell into what she calls a sunken place. She says going out to help others saved her. I'm getting up, doing my part. I feel like I'm giving back something when I felt like I couldn't give anything. Experts say if you're looking to start, search for opportunities that have meaning to you, including in your own community. Just give it a try because it might really like pull you out of that place that you've been stuck in for so long. 71-year-old retiree Alice Sessions lives in East Hampton, Massachusetts. She says by the end of last year, she was lonely and was missing conversations with people. I had been unhappy for long enough and I had identified what was making me unhappy and therefore I was ready to go out and do something about it. Through the city's Council on Aging and Enrichment, Alice became a companion driver, taking people who couldn't take themselves to things like doctor's appointments. COVID did some serious damage that way um, by limiting the and uh, increasing the isolation of people. I do think that by finding something with meaning for yourself, by giving um, and being willing to accept the gifts that others are giving to you um, is what is what makes um, this and, and the volunteering is merely the mechanism by which we can do that for each other. For Linda Mason, giving back has become a two-way street. Every time you come here, what are you building? I am building those people connections, those human connections. Connections that pay it forward and back. It's not filling time, it's filling like space within me. It's filling my heart space. It's giving me a purpose bigger than myself. Kate Snow, NBC News, Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, so Lou, I appreciate you playing that video. So as you can see, this lady was sharing how participating in this program, connecting with other people, being a part of something bigger than her, and, and she had a previous career, but she was sharing how much this did for her mentally, emotionally, and, and physically. And that's what I want you to understand today, is that giving, participating, volunteering affects us in a real way. It's not it's not pretend. It's not just a fly-by-night feeling. It's something that if I do on a regular basis, 
I can get the benefits from. Just like if I take my medication on a regular basis, just like if I exercise on a regular basis, just like if I eat right on a regular basis, just think about it. Adding giving into your regular routine or if you don't have the time to exercise as much as you want to or to eat as well as you like to eat, but if you can find time to do for others, that's another way of taking good care of yourself. So with that said, Lou, let's go, let's get right into the PowerPoint because I got some good information for, for you that I want to share to reinforce how doing good can make you feel good. Research indicates that those who consistently, and now here's the key, here's the key word in that, consistently help other people experience the following. They experience less depression, they have greater calm, fewer pains, and better health, and they may even live longer. Research has been done on each of these topics in each of these areas. So if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with physical pain, or if you are concerned about your longevity, getting involved and consistently helping people can help us in all four of these areas. Hmm. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting back, man, because when I first saw the topic, I was like, yeah, okay. But then as I started doing my homework on it, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what have I been missing out on? And, and we'll get, we'll get more into it the more we talk about. It. Let's keep going. Okay. Now researchers have discovered that by helping others, it brings pleasure by improving hormones and brain activity. So it's not just that, you know, it's this easy cheer feeling where like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling good. Like somebody just pushed some feel good on you. There are actually changes taking place in my body through my brain when I am doing good, when I'm, it brings pleasure. So let's go, let's keep going. So here's what happens. Now, I am not a doctor, neither do I play one on TV, and <laughs> I failed biology, so I'm not going to even try to pretend, you know, to give you in-depth definition of all three of these, but we're going to hit them, and you can do some more homework on them, like I did, but here's a cool thing for you to know and understand, for those of you who are scientifically inclined, there's a chemical response that takes place in your body in response to doing something nice. So that means, just like if, can I, I okay, I'll just say if. <laughs> so just like if you get high, just like if you get high, or just like if you, you know, if, you, if, you take, if we take a drink, and I won't say you, I'll say we, if we, just like if we get high, just like if we take a drink, or just like if and when we take any antidepressants or any other medications right. and there is a chemical effect that takes place. Now look, that's why, that's why people drink. That's why people get high. That's why we do some of the other stuff we do because something actually happens in our bodies. 
it's the same thing that happens or there's the same type of effect when we do good. Mm-hmm. First, I'm sorry, my eyes itching. First, serotonin. Now, it affects our serotonin and serotonin regulates our moods. Okay. So when we do something good, okay, it affects the serotonin in our body. When we do something good, it affects the dopamine in our body and our dopamine is like the pleasure you know, system. It, it works with that. When we do good, it affects oxytocin or tocin, oxytocin, which creates a sense of connection with others. Now you gotta remember, we are physical beings made up of all these chemical organs, muscles, and all these different things, and they operate on a system. And when we do good, serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin within our bodies are affected. So that's so that basically means, like the reward centers. There you go. So yep. my mood, my pleasure, and that sense of connection that when I take medication or when I drink or when I get high, you know, it affects me. When I do good, I get the same type of effects. Now, this is important to understand because I tell people, what if you're in a situation where you can't get to your medication or you run out of your medication? Or what if you decide that you're going to stop getting high or stop drinking? What can you do to help or what can we do to help us deal with our feelings and emotions. Doing good and helping other people can help us in replacing. Now, let me be careful when I say replacing. I don't mean replacing your prescription medication that your doctor says that you need to take. You need to talk to your doctor about that if you want to cut back or scale back. But what I am talking about is in combination with that, Learning how to do good can help you in these different areas with your body and your mind, with my body and with my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's keep rolling. Cause like when we talk about the pleasure system and, you know, most of the time, most of us, you know, when we get high, we drink it, we're sexing out, whatever we're doing, we're doing it to feel good. Mm-hmm. We're doing it to feel different. We might be doing mm-hmm. it to, you know, get away from being depressed, get away from feeling anxious. Here's a good and a healthy alternative. And it's free. You ain't got to worry about giving up your check every month. You ain't got to worry about destroying your health doing this. So let's look at it. First, here's some of the physical health benefits associated with giving or serving. And when I say giving, you know, Lewis, real quick sidebar, man, they even did a study on how just giving money to charitable organizations, how that affects you, it has the similar type of effect on mm-hmm. our reward system, making you feel good. Right. So when we and we so when we talk about giving, and we're going to get into measuring and all that a little later, this is this is why it's important to understand it too, because since this is a science, trust me, 
people have also learned how to use this to manipulate people to get what they want. Definitely. So, yeah. So here we go. Here's some of the physical health benefits associated with giving or serving. They can include, here you go, lower blood pressure. Now, if you got high blood pressure or if you don't have high blood pressure and you want to get your blood pressure down, researchers have found <clears throat> that giving to others can lower your blood, pre blood pressure and protect your heart. The effect, this was so cool. The effect is like the positive results brought by a healthy diet and exercise. Now, yo, I don't, I'm not saying to stop eating healthy and stop exercising. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I said, you know, man, people going to start picking out and say, well, well, I went and volunteered, so, you know, I can eat what I want to eat now because they said on the urban therapist, it's the same thing. No. <laughs> it, it says the effect is like the positive effects brought by healthy diet and exercise. So that means right. do it in combination with. And remember, and you research. did say consistently. Consistently. So not, not once a year, you know, when you give to the Santa Claus who's collecting for the Salvation Army. But mm -hmm. we're talking about consistent um, uh, community service, doing for others, uh, going out of your way to um, serve others. Yeah. And, and when we talk about serving, even if you don't volunteer for organization, but, you know, if you just and, and it's, it's a, we don't do it anymore, but and I know we got to be careful sometimes, too. But even if it's just doing something for your neighbor, you see that, you know, she's got a dog and or he's got a dog helping walk your neighbor's dog or, you know, just taking time to help somebody do their homework. If you're in school and, you know, you got you know, this. Uh, somebody in your class is struggling with an assignment and you choose that you're going to help them out with it. It can be, a, here's the thing, it's giving, it's doing, no matter what it is, if it's stepping outside of yourself, not trying to get a reward for it and helping, it'll help lower your blood pressure by being consistent with it. The next thing, number two, a longer lifespan. Now, studies show that people who volunteer tend to live longer than those who don't. So, point number two, helping others can lead to a longer lifespan. Now, here again, this has been proven. Studies show that people who volunteer tend to live longer than those who don't. Wow. And it's, it's not magic, but it's the fact that you know, having a purpose in life. And then what we read about, you know, it, it helps keep my blood pressure down. Mm -hmm. It affects the different, my reward system. So all these good things are going on in my body, giving me that purpose, that sense of wanting to get up, that sense of wanting to keep going. We live longer. Yeah. And I think it's because people who give have a reason to live. Mm. So if I got a reason to get up, yeah. If I got a reason to get up, yeah, I'm going to get up. So leads to a longer lifespan. Oh, and I want to throw this in real quick. Listen, I don't care if you're 12, 20, 80. Your lifespan and your quality of life is important. And learning how to donate your time now. So it's not just only living longer, but it's even the, the quality of life mm -hmm. so hey for parents out there oh, oh man and listen 
I, I got to throw this in real quick. Shout out to our our first guest of the, of the new season, Miss Belinda Smith with with women working for women. Uh, I was out the other day, and Lou, you were out there too because you were DJing. We uh, volunteered, and I was out uh, with them. They had a big food drive, and the number of young men and women that they had out there helping out was fantastic. I mean, they 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 the age spectrum of people that they had, young people. When I say young, I mean it looks like some of those uh, kids were twelve, you know, thirteen years old. To I know there were several senior citizens because one guy is telling me, you know, he was like 60, 65 years old mm. and he was out there. So it was great. So a longer lifespan, important. So you want to start working on living longer? You want to start working on it now. Start giving now. Don't say I'm gonna, don't say, well, when I become a senior citizen, I'm gonna start volunteering more of my time so I can live longer. No, because you still might, but see, you could have lived even longer if you had been given sooner. Next, less stress. Which is Gift the reason giving. for longer life right here. There this you go. <laughs> Gift giving or volunteering can reduce your levels of cortisol, and that's the stress hormone that can make you feel overwhelmed or anxious. And she looks like me when I'm at work. Yeah, that yeah, that I know that look. I know that look. So here, gift giving, volunteering, again, so you see how it's something chemically taking place in our brains and in our bodies. And when I'm doing this thing of of gift giving or volunteering, it affects me. This is to reduces the level of cortisol. So now if I give if I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious right now, if you go out and find somebody or something that you can give to and that you can or you can help, your stress level is going to come down. Now, I'm going to tell you like I tell some of my guys who are like, oh, you know, Mr. Hall, I just stopped taking my medication because, you know, I was feeling better. I'm like, bro, stopping. OK, that's I understand. You're feeling good. So you fellas thought you didn't need it anymore. But you alluded to this earlier. And I tell them it's like having gas in your in your tank. Mm. When your gas tank is full, if I'm heading from the East Coast to the West Coast, when I first start out, the car is going to keep moving because I got gas in the tank. And I may not notice that. I need gas. If I'm watching the needle and the gas tank is going down, but the car is still driving, I'm still going. So I'm thinking, I don't need any gas because I'm driving. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to get from the West Coast to the East or from the East Coast to the West Coast. Sooner or later, you're going to run out of gas. If you don't stop before you run out of gas and put gas in there, it's going to cost you more to fill up. So in dealing with our health, our mental and our physical health, when we give and we help on a regular basis, that's like giving, keeping gas in the car for this long trip called life. And so when I do reach them spots where maybe, hey, it's a tough time in my life, but because I've been doing it, I got what I need to help keep me going. 
So that's why it's important. Like you were saying earlier, Lou, it's not a one-shot deal. Mm -hmm. It's something we have to consistently do to consistently reap the <clears throat> benefits. So if you're saying, well, I, I did, but you know, it ain't going to last you all the way to California. <laughs> you got to keep doing it. You got to keep putting gas in your car. Let's go to the next one. This last one, I thought this was pretty cool because I never heard of this, but it makes sense. You get a helper's high. All right, so, you know, you all know that, you know, sometimes on the show, you know, we, we've done things talking about, um, we're going to be talking about chemical dependency uh, and alcoholism more in the uh, next couple of, not in the next couple of shows, but on the future shows here. I know people that like to get high. Okay. So There's, there are good kinds of highs. They're great kind of highs. And so many people I know who like to get high, they'll tell you their high is probably the best <laughs> high. No high like that high. I was asking one, <laughs> I was asking one young man, I said, well, you know, how do you manage my stress? He looked at me, he said, your stress. He said, you really won't know? I said, no, because you ain't supposed to be handling your stress that way in here. And I know that, but no. But here, on the other flip side, on the flip side, in the prison system, what I have seen, I have seen men who are helpers and I help other people. And this is how they get their joy. This help is high. Check this. Giving can stimulate your brains. Lewis, I'm on a mesolimbic. Thank you. Mesolimbic pathway. Giving go. can stimulate your brain's mesolimbic pathway or reward center. See, I was going to skip the mesolimbic mm -hmm. and just go straight mm -hmm. to reward center while releasing endorphins. That can lead to what's called a helper's high. Now, peep this, that helper's high that boosts self-esteem, elevates happiness, mm -hmm. and combats feelings of depression. What are main, some of the main reasons people get high, overeat, maybe some other things? Self-esteem, mm. feel happy, and to fight depression. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, yeah. So when you and I commit to giving, this is what happens inside of us. And so what happens is selfishly versus me sacrificing my time and giving and going out, it's a little easier for me. Oh, I ain't going to pretend, but, you know, it's a little easier for me to do some of those other things to try to get the same effect. So here's what I'm sharing with you, too. If you're in the process of Let's say you're in rehab or you're rehabilitating you're, and, 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 and you're, or you're trying to get away from drinking and things like that. And you're saying, but it's been helped me in dealing with my trauma. Here's a way to do it. Getting involved is a way to help us deal with those things that we're wrestling with that have been pulling us down. The helpers high. So if you want to get high, you can tell them that on the urban urban hair on the urban therapist, I'm choosing my words carefully. I almost got the name of the show. <laughs> what I'm about to say. <laughs> the urban therapist said, 
No, you can't get high while you're helping people. But if you're helping people, helping people helps you get high. So no, don't go get high and then help somebody. I want you to get high off of helping somebody. There you go. So this is a way you can get high. And it's healthy. It can replace what you've been doing or what we've been doing. This is it. Right. This is the helper's high. Okay. Self-esteem elevates happiness and combats feelings of depression. And real quick, hey, for those of us who are parents, grandparents, get your children, your grandchildren. I need to get my grandchildren, my children, and go out and do something for somebody else. That will help boost your child's self-esteem. That'll help elevate your child's happiness. And that'll help your child fight depression. See, our kids, they're dealing with this stuff. And we're going, why are they feeling down? Why are they? Here's how we can help them. Help them find somebody they can help. This is what it'll do for them. Can you imagine, Lewis, if more of us as families would decide we're going to do this? Right. And get our kids started at it at a young age? Let's go to the next one. So, folks, what we're dealing with in dealing with our mental health, these are practical ways, practical things we can do to help ourselves work through life. Helping those in need can help you maintain a healthy mind, a healthy body. This is like, you know, the, the wrap of this part. Furthermore, a sense of purposefulness can help alleviate. Here we go. Stress. This is the recap. Combat depression and keep you mentally active and engaged in whatever your work is. It's like, you may not like your job, but <laughs> if you are actively engaged in helping other people outside of your job, because maybe your job is not that, when you go to work, man, you're going to be more on top of it. You're going to feel better. And you might even then at work find ways that you can help people to get that same helpers high. All right. So this is one way you can get high at work, and if they test you, you ain't got to worry about losing your job. So again, helping those in need can help you maintain a healthy mind, body, having a sense of purposeness, can help alleviate stress, combat depression, and keep you mentally active. Oh, can I throw one more thing in, man, before we go yeah, to the next definitely. slide? Yeah, definitely. I know my mind is jumping all around now, but... <laughs> Listen, if you're dealing with someone who is maybe in retirement or thinking about retirement, get them involved in some type of outreach program. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a structure where they're committing 10 hours a week. To, even if it's one hour a day, call it. Get Help them find something they can do to help someone else. That is going to help them as that helps us. I'm going to say it mm -hmm. helps us, but it's going to really help that person because I have seen people step back and step away from work after they retire and they don't stay involved. And it seems like they start to decline faster because they're not reaping the benefits of being involved. So they're not getting all the different uh, aspects of how it affects their brain and their body. 
So now nah, it's not good for grandma just to sit around the house. It's not good for granddaddy or aunt to just or, or auntie just to sit around the house just because they're retired. Help them find something to do. Even if it's letting them come and help you around your house. It's a people connection. This is important. It's a people connection. And we just showed you. Doing this triggers all these chemicals in my brain and in my body to help me be healthy and to live longer. So folks, don't, don't ignore that piece. Don't ignore that piece. We've got an aging generation. We cannot just kick our seniors to the curb. We got to allow them to be involved. Okay. So we're talking about today doing good to feel good. And we're almost done. Let's go to the next slide, man. And I hope you all have stayed with us on this. And I hope you share this with someone else because this is extremely important. So now we talked about the physical benefits. All right. So now let's talk about some of the mental health benefits of helping others through volunteering. And remember, when we talk about volunteering, we're simply talking about doing good deeds, whether it's in a structured program with an organization or whether it's you making up your mind, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go cut so-and-so's grass today or I'm going to go shovel somebody's snow today or I'm going to take somebody grocery shopping, whatever it is that you decide you're going to do. Now, we talked about the physical, helps your heart, alleviate stress. Now, let's talk about the mental and emotional piece. Here we go. It just plain down makes you feel good. Can't That's beat it. that. If, no, <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't talk about serotonin, if I don't talk about dopamine, if I don't talk about endorphins, if I don't talk about anything else, if you just catch the fact it makes you feel good. And again, yesterday when I had – Boy, I, I had that 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 raspberry lemon mooncake. It made me feel good. <laughs> I didn't care what was in it, what it was made out of. I ain't even asked. All I do is how it made me feel. That's why I go to get it because I, I you know I like it. That's the same thing with volunteering, with giving, with helping. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So just do it. Do it, and like Lewis was saying, I got to come back to that. Do it on a regular basis. If you want to feel good on a regular basis, do good on a regular basis. Slide number two. It fosters a sense of belonging and alleviates loneliness. You know, a lot of us get in trouble because we, you know, we're feeling lonely. Mm. And that sense of belonging, you know, a lot of people join gangs, getting different type of things like that because they 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 wanna they wanna feel belong, you know, a sense of belonging, they wanna feel safe. If we start getting involved with things, that help that help you alleviate that help alleviate the loneliness. That'll give you a sense of belonging because you're a part of something. Now I love this picture right here. Of this young man working with this gentleman in the wheelchair you know there is a whole organizations and setups for people 
uh, who are whatever physical situation you may in to help you stay active. But if you stay in the house and say, man, I can't do it because of this. Right. You're going to feel going out and doing. It's going to make you feel belong and it's going to get rid of the loneliness. Go out and help somebody. If you're feeling lonely out there, you ain't got to go on. What's those websites? I don't want to know. <laughs> well, I was thinking too, you might help you meet people. Bam. You might meet your next Damn. partner. <laughs> and you might read and you might meet the right one. Right. At least a so, good one. Yeah. They're also yeah. you know, volunteering and doing good things to, to the community for the community. You're meeting some yeah, you could be meeting somebody that has the same interests as you have because they're doing what you like doing. Yeah. And so you don't have to wind up waiting to after you done dated the person and then you find out y'all ain't got nothing in common. If you like volunteering, helping people who are uh, uh, physically disabled, go do it. You might meet you. You may meet the love of your life because they might be out there volunteering, too. So you ain't got to go on. Is it Tinder? That would have gone. That's one of them. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I, I, listen, I'm, I think we'll do a whole one of those. But. Volunteering will give you a sense of belonging, <laughs> alleviates loneliness, and you ain't got on got to go to graycougars.com. Okay, number three. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know. It connect well, see, but this ties into number two. It connects you with new people. That's it. That's it. So you know, hey, I, I know uh, one time uh, in 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 one city that I, I thought about going, and I should have gone. I didn't do it. They were doing a beach cleanup after um, uh, some holiday. And they were saying they have volunteers come out, just come out to help clean up the beach after the holiday celebration. And I started to go and I did and I said, I'm gonna go next time because I knew it would have been a whole group of people out there that I would entirely not meet any place else, you know, because these are people that they love the beach, they surf, they do all these different things. But the cool thing is they were out there keeping the environment together. So it connects you with new people. I was going to ask volunteer. you. Go ahead. Did, mm -hmm. did you connect with new people when you were at the food giveaway? Oh yeah, man. Listen. There you go. Did I? I, I met. I met uh, some people that work with the police athletic league. Um, I met some people that that work with some of the different um, major you uh, and UF University of Florida. I met some right. of the students. Um, I met some people that worked in some of the other community programs yeah, that I wouldn't have met if I was there. Right. So connecting with you, new people are important and volunteering is a way to do that. So if you're a little shy, this is a way to, to kind of work through that. Next slide. It helps you keep things in perspective. Now, this is really important because, listen, when you help, when I help, when we help, other people. It helps us to see, and I don't mean to make light of this word, but it helps us to see how blessed, how privileged we really are. So trust me, when you start doing stuff for others, it helps you keep things in perspective. And see, and then that's what fights the anxiety and the depression, because you realize, whoa, I, I ain't got it as bad as I thought. Hmm. And it's, it's not that you're thinking that you're better than anybody, but it helps you keep things in perspective to see how good you really do have it. So 
volunteering helps you to keep things in perspective. Now, these are all the selfish reasons. You know what, Lewis, I was talking to some of the young people and maybe one of the shows what we got to do, we can show some of the interviews that I did at the food giveaway. Okay. And I was surprised. I was asking some of the young guys, you know, why are you doing this? And, and, it's, and they were saying, because it, it, I'm helping somebody else. And because I see where I'm at, what I've got. Mm. That there are people out here that don't have food. And they were like, they were like realizing that. And those, so, were, hey. the, those were those uh, teenage boys that you were interviewing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one guy that I interviewed. He told me, he said, uh, you know, he was from another country. And he said, man, listen, in, our, in the country where I come from, we don't have food drives. He said, he said, so just to be able to get free food? Oh, man, he was going on about how blessed he is. So, hey, volunteering helps you give things, keep things in perspective. Mm -hmm. This dude told me he's been coming to the same food drive for the last five years. And when he left, the one he was doing yesterday he was going someplace else to help give next slide it relieves stress anger and anxiety so you mad you mad at your significant other you angry go help somebody you feeling stressed out go help somebody you feeling anxious go help somebody because guess what? A lot of us, when we're feeling stressed, we're going to go to happy hour. A lot of us, when we're feeling angry, we're going to go to happy hour. Mm. A lot of us, when we're feeling anxious, we're going to go to happy hour. So if I know there are certain things that I can do that's going to relieve my stress and it's going to cost a price and hurt me in the long run, why not do something that's going to help me with my stress, my anger, and my anxiety, and it's only going to help me as my life continues? We're just being honest and we're being real. Don't have to binge in front of the TV to relieve stress, anger, and anxiety. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching TV, but yo, if you take the time to go out and help somebody, you're going to get the same benefit. And so in conclusion today, as you can see, I'm listen, man, I'm big on this now. I, I am I am so big on this. So, but I'm gonna give a warning. Don't overdo it. You gotta learn how to set boundaries. Because now there are some people, okay, let's go back to the medication thing. If I take certain medications as prescribed, it works, but I gotta be careful that I don't become addicted. And I do more than I should because I keep trying to get that high. So there does have to be a limit and you need to know your boundaries. So here we go. Here's what you need to do. Here's what I would suggest you do for your consideration. While helping others can boost your mental health, overdoing it can turn up. Here we go. While helping others can boost mental health, Overdoing it can undo the good and turn problematic if you're not careful. Just like if you don't take your meds the way you should. Too much of anything. OD. Too much of anything. There you go. Right? Even a go. good thing. Even a good thing. <laughs> so, 
it's possible to get so caught up in doing good deeds that we exhaust our resources and our energy. You know, those people that just, oh, you know, they're just watching and TV and they just got to give and it makes it feel good. And so then, you know, they don't have the money to pay their bills. They don't have the money to take care of their, 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 their loved ones and things that they need to do. Or they're so busy being involved in the community. Mm. They're not involved at home. So remember, you got to be careful with, with this. We can get so caught up that we burn ourselves out. And this last point on there, this can lead to codependency or people-pleasing behavior. Because, you know, I get that helper's high. And so in order to get that high, oh, well, you know, then I'm trying to help everybody that I can and anybody that I can. And, 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 and when I feel as though you're not liking me or I'm not getting it back from you, then I got to try to go. No, see, this is about balance. Mm -hmm. And that old quote, to thine own self be true. You got to measure and you got to mark. Why am I doing this? It's not about doing good for people to like me. It's about doing good because it needs to be done. And the point is this. It does something for me when I do it. So, hey, even if you don't tell me thank you, it's okay. Even if I don't get paid for it. I, I remember a couple of times when I was doing groups, guys would be like, oh, or, or even, you know, the ladies who are in the group, oh, you get paid to do this. And I tell them. What you don't understand, for years, I did this for free. For years, I volunteered and worked in the community and the community programs because I enjoyed it. Now I'm privileged to get paid to do what I do. So my point is, check your motives. Make sure you don't get burnt out. But do what you need to do. Hell, here, the slide, this is great. Let me just read it. Neglecting your own self-care. It's good to help others, but neglecting your own self-care will have a negative impact on your mental health. Chronic stress or burnout, and we can get burnt out helping other people, Correct. can lead to changes in the brain linked to mental health challenges such as anxiety and depression. So the thing I was trying to avoid right, by doing the thing right. that I was doing, if I neglect my self-care, let me say, okay, time for me to go home. Or saying, nope, I can't come tonight. Or I can't come today. Right. Can cause me to have the same problems wow. as I was trying to avoid. Yep. Isn't that something? Like It's, yeah. it's almost like a cycle. But it's mm -hmm. like you can do the right amount and it's helpful. But once you start going overboard, you're you're right back into those things that you were trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. And we go overboard because we might get locked on that helper's high. Sure. So this is important. Understand, know yourself. You got to take care of yourself as well as just helping other people. But remember... 
that high can become contagious. Just like if you're taking any medication for any specific reason and you don't take it according to doctor's orders and if you don't talk to the doctor about how it's affecting your body and what you're feeling, it can hurt you. We got a couple more. And then it says this. The key is to be mindful and to listen to your inner voice. That little still small voice says, hey, you know, listen, maybe we need to say no today. Right. We need to, you know, we need to stay home today. Or we don't need to commit to this one. It's not being selfish to say no. And you might hurt some people's feelings when you do that. But it's okay. Because you got to take care of yourself as well as taking care of other people. So it's a it's a double-edged sword. Doing good helps others and it helps you. And you taking care of yourself by saying no when you need to say no helps you and helps others. On the screen, and if you're not watching, if you're listening, there's a website called volunteermatch.org. Again, it's volunteermatch, all one word, dot org. You can go on that website and you can put in your zip code and it will just give you all different types of opportunities of things that you can get involved in in your area, in your community. So listen, here's my challenge to you this week. If you're listening or whenever you listen to this show, even if you're volunteering or doing something else, okay, er, scratch, rewind. If you're not currently involved in some type of outreach program, go to volunteermatch.org and see what you can find. And remember, volunteering giving doesn't mean you got to commit to 20 hours a week or eight hours a day, five and four. No, it's just being consistent and systematic about it to get the results and the benefits volunteermatch.org. I challenge you, go to that website, find something, see if it's something that you can get involved in and, and do it and just do it and see how it helps you. So this has been this edition of The Urban Therapist talking about doing good to feel good. So we learned today how, man, just all this, doing that, can help me physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it's real. It's real. But before we go, but before, before we go, we go <laughs> before we go, you know, there's always something that happens during the course of the week that Lewis finds that makes me say, What you got today, Lou? Where, 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 where's that from today? What's this, man? Well, since we are on a, um, what, what's the theme? Doing good to feel good. Doing good uh, to feel good. I decided that we would show a clip about someone who went out of their way to do something to help somebody. And it actually really helped them. So let's jump right on into this. Texas author is thanking readers for all the support he's received in the recent days. Following the release of his debut novel, his success all 
coming thanks to a video that went viral on social media. TikToker named Red saw author Sean Warner at a store ready to sign copies of his new book, but Red says that Warner seemed a little defeated because there was no one in line. So what did Red do? He posted a TikTok video of Warner to try to give him a little support. Well, that video was viewed by nearly 18 wow. million people. Next thing you know, the book shot up the charts, landing at number one on Amazon's bestsellers. What? I want to thank everybody for um, the love and the kindness on the video that Red posted. It's totally unexpected. I'm in shock. I don't even know what to say about it at the moment. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. That novel titled Lee Howard and the Ghosts of Simmons Pierce Manor flying off the shelves now. And Warner says he's been totally overwhelmed with love and support and he's planning several more book signings in the coming weeks. That is fantastic. Now I want to get the book. I want to see what it's I know. About. There you go. Good on Red. That That's awesome. Rex, what did he say the dude's name was? Rex. Right. <laughs> we, I was going to say a uh, Rhett, I think. Red or Rhett? Rhett. Like, Rhett. Dude. We need, we need Rhett to, hey. to check our show we out. We need Rhett. <laughs> Rhett. Rhett, we ready. Wow, what the? I'm sorry. WTF? What? what? Isn't that awesome, though? That, that that's awesome. That dude's one act the of kindness. of helping, right? Yeah. You know, and, and this is a great example of where we always think it's about giving money. And giving mm, money isn't point. the only way to make a difference for people. This man used the skill set that he knew, which was how to make TikTok videos, and helped the, the gentleman become worldwide famous just like that. And that wow. helped his... Helped his wow book uh deal and helped his book sales and he shot up the charts just because of the the kind actions of someone else one kind act and one spur of the moment changed this man's life forever right wow wow well red rex i know you got to feel great for what you did for this guy. And I know he is on top of the world right now. So, hey, Lou, man, I, now that that's a great WTF, man, because it, to wrap up this show, because it that's, that's just the icing on the cake. Yeah. So listen, go out and change somebody's life this week by just doing something nice, by just doing good. It's gonna make you feel good. And who knows, man, you just might change the world by that one act. Listen, you have been listening to The Urban Therapist. I am your host, Eddie Jean Hall Jr., with my good friend and the co-host, Mr. Lewis Rhodes. Remember, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I, hey, we're on podcasts as well, Spotify. You can find us anywhere that you can get internet service. Listen guys and gals, thank you for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Bye.